There is a place I'd give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico You got to be in so much to see in Mexico Yeah, it's Time once more to uh, join our good friend uh, John Bonfilio in Campeche in Mexico. Uh, John, thanks uh, ever so much for joining us. Good evening, Martin. Well, let's start with uh, a story of mass cabinet resignations and administration rocking um, because of all that and uh, a nation in turmoil. And uh, we're talking about Ecuador. So um, here's a sentence you rarely hear from uh, the TalkSport <laughs> listeners. What's going on in Ecuador? What's going on in Ecuador? Yeah, I, I think we should uh, have a little slot, if not every week, maybe you know, once a month or so, where we do a direct parallel uh, where yeah. something in, in South America or Latin America is, is taking place that, that directly parallels what's going on in the UK. And, and often on your show, Martin, we sort of look askance at things that are going on in Latin America as though it's right off the cliff edge of you know craziness and mm. lunacy but actually things in Ecuador this week although they have been off the edge of craziness and lunacy are nowhere near obviously what's been taking place uh, in in the UK uh, in mm. terms of and especially the viewpoint you know from here to there as well but as you say this week in Ecuador actually it started a couple of weeks ago with with with, uh, with mass protests which led to about 10 deaths, tens of thousands of people demonstrating a state of emergency in Ecuador, actually, which the president, Guillermo Lasso, instigated a few months ago now uh, to do with um, d- discord and issues in the prisons uh, and the cartels that are getting an increasing foothold in in the country. But in the last few weeks, he declared an expansion of oil and, of, and mining industries um, and the indigenous groups whose land this is on really didn't like it at all. And they blockaded significant parts of, of the country, leading to, as often happens, here, the use of excessive force by the military and the police, arbitrary detentions and so on. And this led to you know, a, 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 basically a national strike and uh, a significant national issue where the, the president, Guillermo Lasso, uh, was forced to, forced to finally deal with the indigenous groups um, and part of the concessions that he made was to accept the resignations of a significant part of his um, of his ministers, including the Chancellor and the, and, the, and the Health Minister. On a complete aside, which has nothing to do with Ecuador, um, the, the president of Ecuador is called Guillermo Lasso, and Guillermo in Spanish is William, and it always mm. amuses me that Prince William in uh, the Spanish-speaking world is never referred to as Prince William, but is always referred to as Príncipe Guillermo, uh, which really? is a strange little. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's never, you know, as you say it in English, it's always uh, Príncipe Guillermo that is the reference. You know, on, on Hello and OK magazine, there's a photo of Prince William, but with a, you know, a parallel title that uh, that appears. Oh, well, that's an interesting uh, little bit of trivia for us there. Um, <laughs> uh, about yeah, Ma- Martin. Ma- Martin is Martin in Spanish, Martin. so your name doesn't require any changes as you go through uh, customs and immigration on your way to your next trip to Latin America. Right. Well, it, it would be my first trip to Latin America. Ah. Um, I, I'm going to Los Angeles in um, November, so um, it's, a, it's only a hop down to Mexico from uh, Los it Angeles. It is. Come down. 
Yeah. Come and have a visit. We'll, we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. I'll be there for a couple of weeks, so uh, may very well do that. That's, of course, if there's uh, any, if I get any dollars from my pounds, because you know, they've, been, they've been falling. I've been watching the pound falling against the dollar uh, drastically. So by the time I actually get out to America, there may be nothing left, you know, as far as the uh, British currency. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I mean, what sort of a, a, a government is it in Ecuador? I mean, is it a, a, a right wing government? Is it more? Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's yeah. one, one of the few remaining uh, right center right uh, presidencies, administrations. Interestingly, actually, also, they've just accepted IMF funding in a post covid context there. So um, which are the IMF in Latin America also comes, you know, g- generates mass uh, worry and disapproval. I mean, Argentina, again, is having significant economic issues as we speak, which you can trace right back to the IMF funding of about 20 years ago. And that's certainly something which the new administrations the new leftist administrations that are uh, that are sweeping across the the continent and the region would really very rarely countenance is accepting the, the IMF to, to step in and fund um, the, the government or the administrations because alongside IMF funding always is austerity and lack of being able to, to fund social programs. And then that's you know, it's certainly leftist um, uh, administrations here, well, internationally, but you know, here mm. in particular, always prioritize the being able to to, to, to fund uh, to level up would be a term potentially that leftist administrations yes. here would use. Um, you know, it's surprising, obviously, that it is also used by the Conservative Party in the UK. <laughs> it is. And I think the, those exact arguments that you're talking about, which is, um, you know, tax cuts and austerity versus um, social programs and funding, leveling up and everything, uh, are going to be exactly the sort of arguments we're going to be hearing here from the uh, candidates for the Conservative Party leadership. Yeah, um, good luck with that. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm really looking forward to it, uh, especially all the Vox Pops we keep doing with uh, asking people who don't know what the hell they're talking about, what their views are. Um, tell me about uh, Bolivia. What's going on in uh, Bolivia? Well, look, this is brilliant and actually not new news in a way in that um, Bolivia and a number of Peru, a significant part of Brazil, Argentina and uh, Colombia have been trying to to do. They're in this catch 22 with the coca leaf, which obviously is the base for for cocaine, because it's such a cultural, traditional, historically important product that um, the attempt has been, especially recently, to do something significant and legal with it rather than just try and uh, remove it off the face of the earth, as a number of administrations have have done so so the kind of the quandary is rather than criminalize and destroy the leaf which forms such a significant part of the memory of a country is how do you generate alternative legal avenues to foster you know, legal coca growing and one of the things which actually a private company uh, tried to establish a few years ago in Bolivia but then that was they they, they suffered because um, because of crop destruction in, in the country, was to generate a plant to make toothpaste made from an alkaloid that prevents, that uh, protects against cavities in, in toothpaste. And now the government's come in and said, actually, we're going to support this because, you know, obviously poverty, the first thing be, before even you know, extermination or the drugs war or whatever that, that happens in these countries is poverty. That, that, that's the baseline that you need to deal with. And a lot of these farmers 
historically cultivate the coca crop, um, the coca leaf. So to generate some kind of parallel economy by which they can actually legally do that is really important for, for these governments. And so apparently toothpaste, uh, I'm not sure that's going to be appearing on your shelves in, uh, in the UK anytime soon, but certainly in Latin America, it pretty much is, um, uh, you know, almost round the corner from, uh, from happening because as I say of this, these base, uh, chemicals that, that the cocoa plant generates, which are really protective of teeth. So the, uh, amazing, I mean, I guess amazingly to a, to a UK listener, not so amazingly to somebody from, from Latin America perhaps, but the Bolivian, the relatively new Bolivian government is investing in toothpaste making factories, which significantly use the coca leaf as, as the base. Also important, I guess that there is precedent here. I mean, the one which is often cited is coca-cola which did actually use the coca leaf as part of its ingredients in the late 19th century mm. stopped it around 1903-1904 but but no it is it is actually an incredibly versatile plant and leaf uh, product it just so happens that it is used for one of the most lucrative and damaging drugs on earth today yeah well i mean and there are odd mornings when you think to yourself I could do with something, a little, <laughs> something a little bit stronger than Colgate. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting. Now, um, also on the uh, subjects of uh, Colombia, um, there are two Colombians currently in the top ten riders at the Tour de France. Uh, cynics amongst us would say, well, you know, they've got access to the to more drugs than, than the others but obviously that's a very cynical thing to say um cycling clearly is uh, is big news in uh, colombia really really big actually now we're not on the eighth stage of the tour de france so um there's actually now three colombian riders in the top uh, 20 and actually what you say about drugs is really interesting because in the in the early 2000s in the noughties actually colombian riders um stopped doing as well as they had historically and as well as they are now and the part of the argument is that actually the natural skills and the training the colombian riders um historically undertook lost uh, meant they lost their edge during the that decade or, or 15 year period or so the lance armstrong period in which epo and other you know and other drugs were used because the, the thing you've got with with colombian riders that are very much in vogue at the moment you're supremely talented and have massive desire is the fact that actually almost none of them come from cycling families or cycling clubs or there is not really i mean there is a bit of that infrastructure locally there but it's certainly not in terms of mass funding there you basically multiply mountains by poverty which means that people don't have they need to get around they don't have cars and so youngsters cycle everywhere over hills and mountains and what that means is that just by cycling around in the neighborhood you actually generate some amazing cyclists so i mean egan uh, bernal won in 2019 this year as i say you've got naira quintana um who came second and third in the tour de france's in the in the 2013 2014 2015 period daniel martinez who's part of the ineos uh, grenadiers uh, as well, formerly Team Sky and so on. So it is uh, one of these slightly strange, unusual, but really massively illustrious, uh, you know, sporting dynasties, I guess now, in terms of uh, riders that are emerging from Colombia and have done for, for quite a while, but that are naturally supremely talented athletes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, John, as always, thank you uh, ever so much. Do appreciate it. And we'll, we'll talk again next week, if that's OK. I'll keep you posted on toothpaste uh, do, points of do. sale. 
<laughs> Definitely do. All right. All right. Take Thanks care. a lot. Cheers. There we go. John Bonfidio joining us from the Campeche.